There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. He comforts us in all of our troubles. Why? So we can comfort others. When they're troubled, we'll be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. When trials fall heavy on your life, Pastor Greg Laurie says, receive the comfort of God so you can one day pass it on to others. So you comfort with the comfort that you have been comforted with. So perhaps the hardships of today are preparing you for greater opportunities tomorrow. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. School kids love to play a game of whispers, passing it on. You remember doing that? Well, today's insight is worth passing on in more than a whisper. And today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that God sees our trials. God reaches out to us to comfort us in our trials. And then he wants us to reach out with that same comfort to somebody else who's suffering. It's a lesson on how we can be the hands and feet of God to those around us. Glad you've joined us for an important edition of A New Beginning. Why does God allow Christians to go through trials and testings? I mean, it happens to all of us. Things are going along wonderfully and suddenly without warning or so it would seem. One problem after another comes tumbling into our life. Things are looking bleak. And then the clouds just sort of part and the sun shines again and everything's better. Why do we go through those hard times? Why do we go through those emotional lows? Why do we go through those days of difficulty? Why do these things happen to us? That's what we're going to look at now. James chapter 1. We're going to read verses 2 to 4. My brothers, writes James, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the test of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work in you that you may be mature, lacking nothing. God allows trials in our lives so we will grow up spiritually. Let me read on from a more modern translation. Listen to this. When all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, my brothers, don't treat them as intruders, but friends. I love that translation. Don't treat them as intruders, but friends. Realize they come to test your faith and to produce in you a quality of endurance. Let that process go on until that endurance is fully developed and you'll find you become men and women of mature 
character, men and women of integrity with no weak spots. Here's number two. God allows trials in our lives, and that's true. But even when things look bleak, all things work together for your good and God's glory. And sometimes something will happen to you and say, this is the worst thing that can happen. And then as time passes, suddenly you look back and you go, actually, that was kind of a good thing. Actually, the Lord used that to make a very needed change in my life. All things can work together for good. Again, we love that verse, Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to those who what? Love God and are the called according to his purpose. And that brings me to my next point, point three. God's ultimate purpose for us in trials and really in life is to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. God's ultimate purpose for us through trials and really in life is to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ and his usual method for this is heavenly pressure. Why? To produce a family likeness. Yes, we love Romans 8.28, but we forget that after that is Romans 8.29. And those two verses together give the big picture. Again, Romans 8.28, we know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are the called according to his purpose. Verse 29, for whom he foreknew, he also did predestine that they might be conformed into the image of his own dear son. God's long-term goal for you is to become like Jesus. So there are things we go through in life and it's bad. They stay bad and they're always bad. Am I right? They never are good. Tragedies, that wasn't good. Now maybe good came out of it, but it never becomes a good thing. And by the way, God doesn't say a bad thing always will become a good thing. It says he'll cause all things to work together for good. But here's the bigger picture. Some of the things that God is doing in your life are not gonna be discovered until we get to heaven. And you'll realize that all those things were designed to make you more like Jesus. So some benefits of trials we will see in this life and other benefits of trials will not be seen until the afterlife. Just know this, God is at work. Point number four, suffering can bring glory to God. Suffering can bring glory to God. God can be glorified through just intervening and doing a miracle. I mean, maybe you're sick and and you go to the doctor and they say, Uh, you have cancer and there's nothing we can do and you might as well get your affairs in order uh, because you may only have a few months to live. And then you go to church and you say, I need prayer. And then you go and you get rechecked and suddenly the tests reveal the cancer is gone and the doctors can't figure it out. What happened? A miracle. God still does things like that today. We hear stories like this all the time. He intervenes, he does the miracle. He provides that sum of money that is needed. He comes through in some amazing way. He still does it. So sometimes God is glorified by removing the problem and resolving the situation. How many of you have had what looked like an insurmountable problem that was overruled by God. He intervened. Okay, so that's most of you. That's fantastic. Thank God when that happens. But then there are times when God will be glorified, not by the removal of the problem, but by leaving it there 
and having you worship him just the same. And that's a powerful testimony. Say you're the person that gets the, the unfortunate diagnosis. You're the person that has the tragedy befall you. You're the person that hears the bad news. You say, well, I'll give God the glory when he fixes it. No, no, you give God the glory now. Right now you give him the glory. Because he's still in control. He's gonna work it ultimately together for his glory and your good. He's gonna make you more like Jesus. Okay, so you've got your problems and, and I don't wanna diminish what you're going through because you say, okay, my problems aren't that bad, but there's still problems, Greg. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, problem's a problem, a trial's a trial. Whatever it is, big, small, somewhere in the middle. Okay, but now here's the question. Can you somehow give glory to God through that? Can you find a way to remember that God is still in control of your life and he's gonna work it out for his glory and your good ultimately? Can you use it as an opportunity to proclaim Christ to others? Yes, sometimes he will remove the affliction and sometimes he'll be glorified in the affliction. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to A New Beginning and we're hearing from Senior Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And he's outlining the reasons why God allows trials in our lives. Let's continue. Number five, and lastly, trials and suffering can be used by God to prepare us for a special task. Trials, suffering, can be used by God to prepare us for a special task. God's getting you ready for something. God can use these experiences of life to transform us. You know, when, when you've gone through something and survived it, you can be a great comfort to someone else who is going through it. Just to see someone that survives such a thing functioning is, brings a measure of hope, okay? So when you've gone through something, you say, why did God allow me to go through this? The answer may be, well, we don't know, but I know this you're gonna sure bring a lot of hope to somebody else that's going through it. Because when that crisis hits you, when that doctor says you have cancer, when, when the loved one dies and it looks like your world just ended, to have someone say, you're gonna get through this because I've gone through the same thing and let me share with you what the Lord has shown me. So you have a message like nobody else has. So you don't ever wanna waste your pain. God allowed it, now God wants to use it. Over in 2 Corinthians 1, Paul says, He comforts us in all of our troubles. Listen to this. He comforts us in all of our troubles. Why? So we can comfort others. When they're trouble, we'll be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. We can be sure the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with His comfort through Christ. See, you comfort with the comfort that you have been comforted with. So perhaps the hardships of today are preparing you for greater opportunities tomorrow. You might say, man, I, I don't know, this stuff, this message is like so depressing. <laughs> like, why do you have to talk about things like this? Can't you tell us something that's, that's more positive? I actually think it's kind of positive to think that God can take the worst things and work through them. This is real life. You say, well, I can't handle suffering at all. In fact, I don't do suffering. Well, then you're not gonna do life or you're gonna live in a state of basic denial. 
Listen, denial is not just a river in Egypt, okay? <laughs> Reality is hardship is gonna come your way. It's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Trials are gonna come. Now some of you are young and you're saying, well, I haven't faced them yet. That's because you're young. But you will. Some of you are older and you say, I've faced quite a few already. In fact, I'm in one right now. Okay, here's what we need to remember so we don't get freaked out when we hear about hardship and the lives of others. God gives you what you need when you need it. God gives you what you need when you need it. Not necessarily before, listen, but never after. Not necessarily before, but never after. He will give you the strength. He will give you the words. He will give you the power to do what you need to do when you need to do it. So don't panic. God's in control. He's gonna work it out for his good. He'll give you what you need when you need it. Now, final thoughts. Everything I've said is for only a follower of Jesus. You know, if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this message. Actually, this doesn't really apply to you. Romans 8, 28 again, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. For the man or woman who doesn't love God or doesn't believe in God or doesn't want God, all things are not working together for good. Let me take it a step further. All things are kind of working together for bad because not only is your own life gonna have troubles, every life does. You know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, the Bible says. Everyone is gonna have calamity. Everyone is gonna face hardship. Everyone's gonna lose loved ones. The Christian can hang on to God knowing that the Lord is in control and will accomplish his purposes, but the non-Christian, what are they gonna hang on to? There's nothing. There, there's no person that can fix it. There's, n there's no way to resolve it. And that is why you need Jesus. Listen to this. Sometimes God allows hardship in our life to wake us up to our spiritual need. The psalmist said, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept your word. And maybe something has happened to you recently that has been like your wake-up call. A close brush with death yourself. Maybe someone close to you died or, or maybe something dramatic happened. Your wife or your husband walked out on you or Starbucks closed before you got there, I don't know. <laughs> I'm joking about that, of course. But here's the thing. Whatever has happened, maybe it's got you to start looking up saying, maybe I need God. Maybe I need to start thinking about my life spiritually. Uh, yeah, that's what you should be doing. You need to think about Him and how much He loves you and how you can run to Him. Just, you know, when a little child falls and hurts himself, what do they do? They run to their parents. Let's get specific. They run to mommy. If daddy's around, they'll accept him. But they really want mommy, right? And mom takes that little one into her arms and hugs them and kisses them and reassures them and maybe kisses their hand or wherever they were hurt or whatever it was or their knee and tells them it'll be all right. Well, listen, we fall, we're hurting. You can run into the arms of your father who's just ready to receive you. He will, he'll receive you. You say, well, what if I've made a mess of my life and all these things that are happening to me are because I've made wrong decisions? Would God still receive me? Yeah, he would. He would receive you. He'd say, let me help you now. First of all, let's get you right with me. First, he'll forgive you of your sin 
And now he'll start changing you from the inside. And you can go back to what looks like a tangled mess that could never be resolved. And you watch what God will do. I don't know what state your life is in right now, but I know what the answer to your problems are. It's not an it, it's a who, it's Jesus Christ. You need to come to him. He'll throw his arms around you, he'll forgive you. But you must say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. You must turn from it. You must put your faith in him, in him alone, and he will help you. Jesus showed us how much he loved us when he went to the cross 2,000 years ago and died there in our place and spilled his own blood so we could have our sin forgiven and come into a right relationship with God. If you don't know God in a personal way, if Jesus is not living inside of you, if you don't have the assurance that you will go to heaven when you die, if you feel as though you're all alone and lifeless, then you can come to Christ right now. So we're gonna pray and I'm gonna give you an opportunity to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life if you need to do that. And there might be some that, well, you're a believer but you've been running from God and it's brought a lot of added drama into your life. It's brought a lot of problems you didn't have and you wouldn't have had otherwise but you kinda brought this on yourself. You're reaping what you sow. Maybe you need to come back to the Lord. If you need to come to Christ or come back to Him, Here's an opportunity to do it as we close in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross in our place and then to rise again from the dead. Now, Lord Jesus, we pray that you will speak to hearts here. Help people know that there's forgiveness, that there's a second chance in life, no matter what they've done wrong, that you will accept them and forgive them. Help them to come to you. Right now we pray in Jesus' name, amen. An important closing prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie. And if you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with God, today's a great day to do it. And Pastor Greg would love to help you right now. You that want to make this commitment or recommitment to Christ, I want you to pray right now. And if you mean this prayer from your heart, God will hear you. The Bible says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And that's a step you'll be taking now. Pray this after me. God, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin, but I thank you for sending Jesus Christ, your son, to die on the cross in my place. Now I turn from my sin and I choose to follow you this day forward as your disciple. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, God has heard you, and he has forgiven you. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you've prayed that prayer today, we'd love to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey of faith. It's called our New Believers Growth Packet, and to receive it, simply call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. The team would also love to pray with you. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Well, next time, Pastor Greg continues his series, What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know. It's a helpful study on avoiding temptation. It's a helpful study on avoiding temptation. We'll see, even Jesus was tempted. It's how we respond that makes all the difference. Join us same time tomorrow on A New Beginning. Yeah
for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called, Why Does God Allow Trials in the Life of the Believer? Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.